Yes, lads, what is going on? And welcome to season two, episode eight of the Little Running Irish Run podcast. As you know, it's Sunday's episode of the podcast. So what we do is break down the week of training that I just completed and also compare it to the last week of training that I done. Uh, that's just for the people that are new around here because we have been gaining a few subscribers lately, so that is always good to see. A few things before we get into get into the get into the week of training, basically the main part of the, the, the Sunday episode is first of all the Night Zoom Shriek 7 review is now live over on my youtube channel did a running irishman if that's if you're listening to this uh, as a podcast if you're watching this video as well if you haven't checked that video out make sure to i put a lot of effort into it and i think it's quite an entertaining and very informative video if you're looking to pick up a, a, a pair of flats and you're not too sure on the pair that you want to pick up definitely go and check out that video also, I finished recording and editing the 100 subscriber uh, special. If you follow me over on the Little Running Irishman official Instagram, you will you you'd see a little maybe snippet of it that is going live on Tuesday. Today is Sunday. Next Tuesday, coming basically at um, I'll say five o'clock Irish time is when that video is going live. It's an absolute banger. It's actually quite funny. I'm, I tried to make it a funny video. My mates helped me record it, and yeah, so there's there's a few there's a few funny bits in it as well, and it, it, it's a really good episode, and it, not episode, good video, and I know I said I put a lot of effort into the Night Zoom Street 7 review, I put so much effort into this video, so if you guys could even just go check it out when it goes live, or give it a like, that would mean the world to me, so yeah, I'd really, really appreciate that, and I cannot wait for it to go live. I'm not going to give too much away right now. If you want to see more behind the scenes, go over and follow me over on the Little Running Irishman official Instagram to be kept up when episodes of the podcast, other videos in the future go live, and also yeah, as I said, behind the scene, behind the scenes snippets of videos that have been made, or to to be informed that the kind of videos that are that are going to be coming along because. When Joshua Cheptegoy broke the, uh, the 5k world record on the track in Monaco, I posted a picture of Joshua Cheptegoy talking about talking about how I was going to dedicate an episode of the podcast to him. So make sure to follow me over there to to be to be up to date with what's going on. Yeah, that's pretty much it. We've t- a little bit to talk about after we go through the week of training. And uh, I want to talk about Mo Farah's um, Mo Farah's new hour record, uh, one hour run record. So yeah, m- make sure to stay tuned for that because I'm quite excited about that. But let's just uh, jump into it. This is my first week back uh, training when school is on. Um, last week I had a few, like, two days in, and they were all, like, half days. So, yeah, it didn't really, it, it didn't count as my first week back training then. But this week is my first week back training um, when, when school was on. And it took a little bit of adjusting, you know what? I can't really get as much stretching and all done. Um, before I go out on a run on Monday and Wednesday. There, even though this week I had no training with the team, so I had to do everything at home, um, which was quite difficult because, I, as I said, I needed to do homework. And uh, on, what day was it? Thursday. On Thursday, I had to go to one of my to my cousin's match. So, good thing I didn't get any homework, actually, on Thursday. I was able to finish it all in a free class. But yeah, this is uh, this is the first week back training when school is on, and this week in particular, as I said, because I didn't have training with the team, was quite was quite difficult because I have to like we, we like with dinner and uh, everything as well. I can't get as much stretching in as I usually liked, but it doesn't make that much of a difference. It's um, 
once a few weeks pass i'll definitely be back into the swing of things but yeah this week um it took a bit a bit of adjustment but uh, but we got there and it wasn't wasn't too bad at all monday was weatherman killer was back on the same monday was 16 degrees celsius with 85 percent humidity i done a 45 minute run as you are now and it was 8.61 k at 5 minutes 21 seconds per kilometer that is equivalent to 5.35 miles at 8 minutes 36 seconds per mile didn't feel too great as i said i was a bit stiff as well um because i didn't get much stretching in i went slow um, and it wasn't the worst run run in the world compared to last monday's run it was 9.83k at 4 minutes 35 seconds per kilometer this was 5 minutes 21 seconds per kilometer so definitely was faster last week but i know i keep referring back to it. i did get to warm up and stretch better before last week um for last week's run sorry last week was also 6.11 miles at 7 minutes 22 seconds per mile um yeah i remember i went fast last monday even though i didn't feel 100 amazing last sunday i did end up going fast or, or last monday i did say monday and um, i did end up going fast i see a bit better last monday than this monday but that's not that's not too much to worry about this tuesday i done a fartlek run i've done this to to get a bit of speed and intensity mixed in with my run as well because my, my coach did say to just do easy running this week but i tried to mix in a, as much of distance stuff with with a bit of intensity intensity and high speed stuff as well just to keep my legs ticking over i done 12 minutes on 12 minutes off for 24 minutes that was equivalent to 5.65k at 4 minutes 16 seconds per kilometer or 3.51 miles at 6 minutes 52 seconds per mile i felt decent it would be faster but the tw the minutes that i had off like the minute rest basically i did take them quite slow so yeah that is that does play a factor into the into the pace of this run i cannot compare that to last tuesday because last tuesday I had the session uh, with the team it was four by 400 and four by 200 and um, because obviously i had the race last week so yeah i can't really compare them to um to each other this wednesday was actually a pretty solid run it was 45 minutes 9.96 k uh at 4 minutes 31 seconds per kilometer that is equivalent to 6.91 miles at 7 minutes 16 seconds per mile i forgot to say tuesday was 16 degrees celsius at 84 percent humidity and wednesday was 20 degrees celsius at 88 percent humidity and um, so yeah tuesday tuesday actually wasn't too too warm it was just nice running or nice weather for running and wednesday was actually quite warm it was 20 degrees celsius at 88 percent humidity i was sweating buckets even andrew today when he was out on the run with us and um, i'll talk a little about that now in a minute he even said when he was out on the run wednesday it was really 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 warm but nonetheless um i, I felt decent I, I it was really warm as i said and i did end up going quite fast so i was happy with wednesday's run i did do better this wednesday than last wednesday yeah last wednesday um I did go slow because I had the race on the Thursday. It was 8.45k at 4 minutes 59 seconds per kilometer. That's equivalent to 5.25 miles at 8 minutes 2 seconds per mile, which isn't the worst, but this Wednesday was definitely a lot better. Moving on to Thursday. Thursday was 12 degrees Celsius at 89% humidity. I'd done 6 by 200 and I'd done that on grass up in a park, up in a park beside me. Um, it's I've mentioned this in numerous podcasts over quarantine when I wasn't training with the team. It's a 400 meter loop on grass. It, it's not completely flat. 
I talk a little bit about it in the 100 subscriber special video and um, that will be going out on Tuesday so if you want to see more about the about the course I'm running on see if, if for yourself make sure to check out that video that was a sneaky little pl uh, plug there for that video but yeah six by 200 meters for my warm-up what I done was I cycled up to the park and done three laps of the course it's a 400 meter loop and i ended up getting 34 on the first one um and yes yeah, i don't stretches and strides as well when i got there 34 on the first one 34 on the second one 33 on the third one 33 on the fourth one 31 on the fifth one and 31 on the sixth one so it was it was actually quite a, a bit of a pattern it went 34 34 33 33 and 31 31 my cool down was, was a cycle home it was it felt decent it was a solid session and the thursday was 12 degrees celsius 89 percent humidity as i mentioned i can't uh, compare that to last thursday because last thursday was um my 3k race go back and listen to last sunday's episode of the podcast episode um episode six of of the podcast to, to find out how we done in that run yeah it definitely was episode six Moving on from Thursday, we go on to Friday, which I done the the 100, 100 subscriber special video. I, I'm calling it the 100 subscriber special video now, but I actually don't mention it in the video. It's in the description and all because yeah, it is a 100 subscriber special video. That's the main reason I done it. Um, and yeah, real quick, thank guys for 100 subscribers. I know it's a little milestone and it's it's not a, a, an enormous amount of people, but just for me, it's uh, I think it's pretty cool. Anyway. So yeah, done the done the video on Friday. Um, I don't want to give too much away about the video because I want you guys to check it out for yourself when it goes live. As I said, if you follow me over on Instagram, you will know what the video was about. Anyways, it um, it's it, it, it impacted a little bit on Saturday's session because um, I'll give it a quick a, a quick snippet. My shoulders were sore and my core was quite sore. Uh, uh, so yeah, that's a little snippet then, I'll, I'll give you that. Um, but yeah, I got that done Friday, I felt good doing it Friday. Um, it feels weird to be talking about it and you guys not having a clue what I'm saying because I don't want to give it away. But yeah, moving on to Saturday's session. Saturday was 14 degrees Celsius with 65% humidity. So it wasn't too warm when I got there, but then it started lashing rain halfway through the session. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. The rain was actually quite nice to run in, even though it did make the ground quite mucky, heavy and wet. Still wasn't too, too bad to run in at the end of the day. Um, once again, it was up in the park where uh, it, it's the 400 meter loop. And um, so what I done was I cycled up again, done three laps of the loop um, and I done stretches and strides. Um, I done four by one K as I mentioned, cause yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to do a session what I usually do on a Saturday and just get that in, um, nice and nice and solid. You know, it was it wasn't too bad of a session. The first rep was at three minutes fifty six seconds. Second rep was three minutes fifty eight seconds. The third rep was uh, three, three minutes forty seven seconds, and then the fourth rep was at three thirty eight. So quite a large uh, gap between the first and the last one. Um, but yeah, I didn't feel, I actually felt quite good when I started running. I felt stiff when I was foam rolling and stretching and getting ready before. Um, but when I started running, I didn't go out all guns blazing. But I started to gradually pick it up as the session got along and um, went along. And it was actually quite a good session. So yeah, cycled home as the cool down. And yeah, as I said, decent session. It was a little bit stiff warming up and, uh, and like doing my strides and everything. But no, it was a good session overall. 
Um, can I compare that to Saturday? I can't because I didn't have a session last Saturday because uh, after Thursday we had the one week break. Back with the team on Tuesday, so make sure to stay tuned for next Sunday's episode of the podcast to see what we've done with the team next week. Can't compare it to this Saturday because last Saturday I done a completely different sport and that was Gaelic. Before I move off to Gaelic really, uh, as I mentioned last week, uh, we're in the championship. That's basically uh, one of the biggest tournaments you can do. Uh, everybody does it, but one of the biggest tournaments basically you can do at our age. And if you win your division championship, it's it's quite it's quite a big achievement. And as even though I quit quit like kind of quit Gaelic, my dad's still paying uh, the the yearly fee in case like one of the teams are low on numbers and they need players. And yeah, so. From now on, because the team that I usually play with is in championship, I'm going to be actually doing the sessions on Saturday and then going to the matches. So yeah, it'll be quite an action-packed day when it comes to sport, but I'm looking forward to it. Next Saturday, I have a session with the team and also a match on the Saturday. Actually, I'm not too sure if I'll have a session with the team because I know we're doing a run on Tuesday and Thursday. We might do a session or a light enough session on Saturday. We'll have to see. As I said, make sure to stay tuned for next Sunday's episode because it should be a good one. Moving on to Sunday, which was today, we done a 60-minute run. And when I say we, I mean me, Andrew, and Jack. Probably haven't heard much about Jack when it comes to the podcast. Jack has been injured for over a year, well, nearly a year now, uh, with his knee and just uh, ground pains and just things have kept coming on and on and on when it comes to his injuries. Um, But yeah, he's starting to gradually get back into fitness. And he decided to come out on the run with me and Andrew today, up in Sandry, and he ended up doing 45 minutes. We went pretty light. Not only should we be going light on our our recovery runs, Jack's knee, he didn't want to go too hard either. So it was was a good day for him to come on a run because maybe if it was a midweek run and we'd gone a bit faster, his leg maybe wouldn't be able to hack it. Who knows? And yeah, no, it was a really good run. We'd done 10k on the dot, six minutes per kilometer. And that's equivalent to 6.22 miles at nine minutes, 39 seconds per mile. I know compared to a lot of my other Sunday runs that I do early on my own, that's quite slow and quite short distance but I felt comfortable and good today doing this on my recovery run especially after a hard week of training I feel like this is the pace that I need to be going after my recovery run because last Sunday I went 12, 12.46k at 4 minutes 54, 57 seconds per kilometer that's a minute and 3 seconds faster last week uh, and there was also 7.74k at 7 minutes 58 seconds per kilometer so I do need to start slowing down my long runs, my 6 minute runs Maybe a little bit faster than today. Who knows? Depends on how I feel on a Sunday. Um, yeah, I definitely need to start slowing down them runs. Moving on to the total kilometres. The total kilometres this week was 39.42k. Last week was 36.14k. And the total miles was 24.85 miles. That does not include warm-ups and cool-downs. And also a reason why last week um, the, the the distance was shorter is because I didn't do a session on the Saturday and I did not include the match into the distance uh, for the total of the week. So yeah, it's about it's about the same over the two weeks um, if I was to include the match uh, as well. Um, question of the week, my favourite segment of Sunday's episode of the podcast before we talk about Mo Farah and the women's uh, and the women's yeah 
Safan Hassan and Mo Farah's one hour uh, run world record. The question of the week is how do I think Mo Farah will do in the 10k in the Olympics? Now, Kennedy, uh, not Kennedy Bekele, uh, Joshua Cheptegoy is actually going for the, um, is going for the 10k world record on the track on October 7th, I'm pretty sure, in Brussels. And is it in Brussels? I think it is in Brussels. Don't quote me on that. I think it might be in Brussels. It's October 7th. He's going for the 10k world record on the track. So I think he'll get the win in the in the 10k. I think he's doing both the 5k and the 10k on in the Olympics. Joshua Cheptegoy. I think Mofar is only doing the 10k. I think Joshua Cheptegoy will get the win. I think Mofar will come third. He is very fit and uh, he's in good fitness at the moment and he's, he has got that speed. But just even though he just raced there on um, on Friday, it was when he raced, just don't think he has that kind of racing in him. He was out on all on his own on, on, on Friday and the, the field wasn't amazing. I think where his fitness and speed and endurance and everything is at now at the moment, I think he's definitely in contesting for a medal in the 10k, maybe third, maybe second, challenging Joshua Cheptegei. I'm not too sure. All I know, all I know is I'm really happy Mo Farah has got a world record under his belt before he has, before he ends his absolutely amazing career. Even though he done the double quadruple as it's called, he done in the 20. Uh, what was it? The 2012 Olympics and in the 26 in the 2012 London Olympics and the 2016 Rio Olympics, he won. But he got gold in both the 5k and the 10k. So that's why it's called a double quadruple. Yes, he's had an amazing career backing it up with medals, but he hasn't backed it up with any world records. So I'm just happy he has one world record at least under his belt before he ends his amazing career. So to round all that off, how do I think? Um, Mo Farah will do in the Olympics in the 10k. I think he will definitely be in contestant for the medals with that finishing kick. He still has it, as we saw on Friday. Definitely in contestant with the medals, as I said. Maybe third. I'm gonna put it out there. I think he's gonna get third. I think Joshua Cheptegei is just in a league of his own at the moment, and I don't think Mo Farah is one spot behind Joshua Cheptegei. So yeah, I think Mo Farah will get third. Moving on to going through some of the results in the, um, some of the results in the in the from the Diamond League in Brussels on Friday, the 200 men's who, um, don't not too sure how and not too sure of some of the athletes in this, Marcus Lawler, an Irishman, he ended up coming eight to a 21 33. Um, just great to see some of the Irish in these big, 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 big events. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure of the athletes in in the sprinting world. Um, well, some of the athletes definitely, definitely here in the sprinting world because they're definitely not the biggest names in the world. Moving on to more of my realm, you could say, is the 1500 meters. Jakob Ingebrigtsen um, took the took the win there with uh, three minutes 30 seconds. Obviously, he didn't have Timmy Chariot there um, challenging him after the past two meets in Stockholm and in Monaco. He um, he, he didn't he didn't end up uh, being able to win the fifteen hundred meters uh, due to Timmy Chariot always taking it by fractions of seconds. And um, so yeah, I'll say Jakob Ingebrigtsen was very happy to 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 be able to go out and 
pretty much know that he was going to win this race because the, the second place was Jesus Gomez who had probably one of the races of his life with a 3 minute 34 seconds and um, so uh, he was over four seconds behind Jakob so yeah in that race Jakob was definitely in uh, a league of his own um, but yeah now I'm looking forward to seeing Timmy Cherry and Jakob Ingebrigtsen going head to head uh, again in the Diamond League series this year um, not many other big, big names in that race. Obviously, I was happy to see Jakob get the win. That was actually his last race as a teenager. So, yeah, that was that's a little untold story, maybe, of the 1500 meters in Brussels on Friday. He was 19 and he is turning, he's has he turned 20? I'm not too sure if he's turned 20 yet. Um, but yeah, he that was the last, that was the last, uh, that was Jakob Ingebrigtsen's last race of a teenager, and I'm sure he was happy to finish it off with a W. Um, next is the, the men's one hour run. I'm gonna leave the men and the women to the last. Um, wait, what's it? Uh, Sprite and root. What's this? Um, I'm not too sure. Yeah, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep it till last. Um, the men and the women's. So moving on to the men's pole vault. Uh, Armand de, Blue, uh, de Plantis got the win again with another height of six um, six meters with a meet record. Once again, the height he the world record height he set of sixteen meters eighteen six meters eighteen centimeters. Sorry, um, yeah, he he wasn't he wasn't too happy with his performance there on Friday night, um, but still got another win in the bag and six meters is still world-class height and a uh, world-class height and also him being he's such a youngster he is how old is he does it say here full profile let's see let's click into it how old is duplantis duplantis was born in 1999 so he is 21 years old he's only 21 years old and he's not happy with heights of six meters in the pole vault and nonetheless he is the world champion so yeah big big things to come from him and um, i'm I'm going to say it, he's going to break, I think he's going to break the world record in the pole vault by the end of the Diamond League this year. If not, I think he will in the Olympics anyway. So yeah, definitely make sure to keep your keep your eye on um, on the plant because big, big, big things coming for, um, for him. Into the women's 100 metres, again, not too sure on on uh, any of the athletes in this. Rani Rosius took the win there with a time of 11 seconds, 43 milliseconds. Not too sure of any of the athletes in that field. As, as well with the 400 meters women, um, a, a, a Polish athlete took the win with 52-13. Moving on to the women's 1,000 meters, Fate Kipiegon uh, took the win with a 2 minutes, 29 seconds, 92 milliseconds. I am very familiar with um, Fate Kipiegon. Not familiar really with any of the other athletes in the field there, but... Um, yeah, well done to, to Fate getting the win there. I can call her Fate because we know each other on a per, very personal level. Moving on to the women's one hurl, uh, 100 meter hurdles. Once again, not too sure on the field here. Uh, Anne Zagre from Belgium took the win there with 13 seconds, 21 milliseconds. Katrina Thompson Johnson, uh, Johnson, sorry, from uh, from Great Britain, uh, took the took fourth place with 13 seconds 57 milliseconds with season's best um yeah well done she got a season's best still not not an amazing performance from her then the one hour run for the women's as i said i'm gonna leave that to last 
the high jump for the women's uh, was won by the Australian athlete Nicola McDermott. I actually remember seeing that. She she was like she actually had a, an amazing performance. And Katrina Thompson Thompson um, from England with another season's best with a height of one uh, meter eighty-four centimeters. And um, but yeah, well done to Nicola McDermott there to, to take win. She must have Irish roots somewhere somewhere um, because Nicola McDermott is it is definitely an Irish name. And then the last event that are on the results here is the 100 meter wheelchair men. And Peter Genyon uh, took the win there in 1971. And there was only two athletes in this. And then the, they were both Belgian, Peter Genyon and Roger Habsch. Habsch? I'm not too sure. H-A-B-S-C-H. If you're Belgian, and I know we have a lot of Belgian listeners uh uh, on the podcast if you're belgian leave down in the comments how you pronounce that because i'm not too sure he ended up coming second or you could say last with a 20 seconds 62 milliseconds now on to the um women's one hour run here we all know if you watched it that safan hassan took the win there um with a new world record of 18 um, kilometers 930 meters um, which obviously it wasn't a time race it, it, obviously it was timed in one hour but it wasn't all about uh, it, it wasn't trying to break a, a time world record it was trying to break a distance one this event isn't isn't uh, isn't held a lot the does it say here the area the the last world record was held by Ethiopian um, athlete called Dere Chun and she set that back in the 12th of June 2008 so it's a 12 year 12 year um a 12 year standing record which is quite uh, quite long but as I said it's not an event that's run that often and in second place was uh Chimate uh Laho Lona Chimate Salperter from Israel and with a new national record of 18 kilometers 571 meters um which is which is is great it's obviously only uh, less than 400 meters um apart and she also set a new national record which is also great to see moving on to my main event of the night which is the men's one hour run and i'm so so happy to see Mo Farah back on the track for one and as I said I'm so so happy to see him setting a new world record Mo Farah came in first with a new world record of 21 kilometers 330 meters Bashir Abdi his teammate who was had the race of his life and who also set a new national record and broke the um the previous one hour run record um who was which was set by Hisham El Garouge and um, so he also broke Hisham El Garouge's uh, one hour run record but he also set a new national record of course of 21 kilometers 322 meters and Mo Farah set a new world record as I said of 21 kilometers 330 meters absolutely insane performance uh, Bashir Abdi as I said had the race of his life no one was expecting um, him to hold on for the entire length of the race it was only the last minute where Mo Farah used his fatal fatal kick and uh, and yeah and broke away from Bashir Abdi his teammate before going into the race Bashir Abdi said um, 
it said he knew he knew Mo Farah would break the record and would beat him. Um, but no, definitely Bashir Abdi performed out of his skin in Brussels on Friday night. But you can't go without noticing Mo Farah's new world record. I'm so excited to see how Mo Farah gets on in the Olympics. Um, and also in maybe future races leading up to the Olympics on the track as well. Mo Farah is back, everybody. Um, for how long? Nobody knows. He's coming end, uh, to the end of his career. Um, but yeah, he will definitely be making an, uh, an appearance in the Olympics. So make sure to stay tuned for that. If you want to see me do a commentary over Mo Farah's one hour run world record, leave it down in the comment section below. And also don't forget to give this uh, episode of the podcast a like if you're watching it on YouTube. While you're down there, don't forget to subscribe, turn the notification bell on. Um, and also if you're listening to this podcast, head over to my Instagram, littlerunningirishman.official uh, over on Instagram, yeah. And um You'll be notified when every episode of the podcast goes live. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Another solid week of training in the bag and another solid week of racing in the Diamond League. Um, as I said, can't wait to see how Mofari gets on coming up to the Olympics and also in the Olympics. Stay tuned as there will be many, many videos leading up to the Olympics about the Olympics. Um, so yeah, hope you guys all enjoyed and I'll see you all next time. Bye.